here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 105.2 FM in East London. All right, thank you so much for the headlines. A full bulletin will come at the top of the hour. So earlier we spoke about, you know, year-end when it comes to finances. We spoke about school holidays and what to do with the young ones. It is a busy time of year. Elections are just around the corner. A lot is happening news-wise. You can go through the weekend newspapers and talk about uh, some of the shenanigans with regards to the governing or uh, the party of the ANC, the choice of the party for many people but that uh, you know are frowning now about some of the decisions of their leaders we can go through all of that and we can just get so bogged down with the cares of this world that we very rarely take a moment to breathe and so we have created a new feature that we like to call awusa moment where you breathe out and you collect yourself before you hear Mastaba in the breaking news stories of the afternoon and where she brings us back to reality and in touch with everything that's happening. So to just take us through our moment of thought and reflection is a holistic life coach whose surname I am most definitely going to butcher, but because we have Husad, she will forgive me. Muledi Morwa Sui. Perfect. How is that? Perfect. <laughs> Not too bad. And she's going to give us some tips on how to regain some sort of normalcy, normalcy, you know, and uh, maintain a good, healthy mental balance from our madness and the vicissitudes of life and the ebb and flow without, you know, uh, medicating ourselves, I suppose. So naturally, how do we recover from the cares of this world? So I'm going to ask now, how do we not ignore everything that's happening because sometimes people say oh i just want to tune out i don't want to know anymore i don't want to know anymore how can you say i do want to know but i don't want it to affect me is that dissociating from the reality or is there a way of saying i want to compartmentalize and say this doesn't affect me so there is a way to actually i mean um, decide on what you want to take in you know in terms of i mean what are you reading what are you watching and 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 also you have control over what after you've taken all of that how do you then uh, decipher it or how do you understand it so it so that's one way of actually getting to a point where things that are happening around you don't necessarily affect you at a level where you can't function or you feel anxious or you feel like you don't have control so i mean for example if there's too much, I don't know, bad news on social media, mm-hmm. you can um, you can look at that and say, okay, what can I do about it? Like, for example, I mean, one of the things I did, I'm just going to use myself as a, an example, is that when stories of um, the Me Too movement and stuff came out, there was a lot of negativity towards males. So one of the things that I did was, okay, maybe we should start a foundation that focuses on positive masculinity, you know? Mm. Yeah, so there's ways around it that that then you kind of see it in a positive light or say, okay, I've taken it in. It doesn't really affect me. Let me just sit back and observe. So. So, yeah, you can do something about it or you can sit back and observe. And that doesn't mean that you've 
disassociated yourself from it. But I think it just means that you pick your battles. Well, <laughs> I like it. Yeah. 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 Because wisdom is then knowing what you can change and changing it, yeah. but also knowing what you can't change. Yeah, and knowing then, your limits. Yeah. yeah, at a certain point of your of your life because I think maybe if you're a president then you can change more things, but if you're just someone sitting in a corner in an office, maybe mm-hmm. there are things you can change. Uh, and you should focus on those things mm-hmm. and not overwhelm yourself. Yeah. Look, yeah. I mean, I think the president would beg to differ. Well. <laughs> yeah. I'm say, look, there are some things that can't change because I'm hamstrung by uh, quite a number of people around me. But Policies. You know, be that as it may, how do you start to know yourself well enough to see when you're being affected by things. Lots of things happen in our country. You listen, you take it in, etc. You don't always know when it's affecting you until there's episodes of road rage um, or until you're, you snap and you're shouting at people around you, etc. You don't quite know what the entry point was that led to this reaction. Mm. How can you be attuned to your own self to the point where you can tell what to, um, I'm getting anxious. You know, what is causing this anxiety? Mm. So that you know how to avoid it going forward. Yeah. So one of the so I'm an NLP practitioner and a holistic coach, and that means that um, well NLP is neuro linguistic programming, which is basically that we you we use language to reprogram our patterns that we have in our minds because we all come into this earth and we are programmed a certain way. So with and we've got good patterns and bad patterns. So you have to then get to a point where you know what works for you and what doesn't. So one of the things that we we work on or I work on if I'm working with a client is we identify triggers. So we all have triggers. Like mm-hmm. you're saying that how do I know as a person that something makes me anxious? And that comes from emotion. I mean, um, it could be that maybe someone shouts in a way that maybe your father used to shout and then it triggers an emotion in you. And you'll know when that happens that you will feel an, an unease. So now the question then becomes, when you feel that unease, what do you do with it? Because in most cases, people would then lash out or whatever the case might be. But I think when if you're self-aware, what then happens is if you feel that emotion or anxiety or whatever emotion that comes, then you are able to step back and say, okay, let me breathe in out those breathing techniques that are normally spoken about in meditation is that you then um, kind of calm down before you react. So then the signs will always be there in terms of emotion. You'll feel it in your body when you are uncomfortable with something. Mm. Yeah. So so now the next step would be what do I do with that? And if it's a strong emotion, um, then then you should, in fact, see someone and actually deal with it because it might be connected to something else. Um, and if it's, it's, if it's a minor thing and you can just feel like, okay, this is irritating me or, or I'm just a bit anxious, then you can do um, the deep breathing exercises mm-hmm. where you... Exhale, inhale, hold your breath for five minutes, I mean, five seconds, and then release it. Mm-hmm. So that calms you down before you respond. Because, I mean, th- these things happen in the workplace where someone speaks in Precisely. a certain way. Yeah. 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 And instead of reacting, then you need to take a step back and say, okay, let me just process first yeah. and then, and then, then I'll, I'll go. Respond. Yeah, then yeah. I'll respond. Yeah. yeah. But the, the, you feel it in your body when those triggers come up. 
and everyone listening right now know about this oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> some of some yeah. of us are like yeah i actually just witnessed it a minute or two yeah. ago when i just stepped out of the office cuz i just had enough of yeah. so and so yeah so there are mm-hmm. triggers we, we call them triggers and what i do with a client is i will collapse them because they've been placed at a certain point in your life and then what then happens is when if if a situation comes up that triggers it then you will flare up which means you will maybe react or whatever so mm-hmm. so there's ways to deal with that if it's a very strong trigger then get someone to help How you with that How do you collapse it because it sounds like now you know when you're getting a massage mm. and then someone says you have so many knots you know I'm just going to work them out yeah. you know but I suppose it's easier to work out a knot mm. than to collapse a trigger yeah. you know how do how do you deal with that So how we do that is um I will ask you about that exp- because you'll come and say no I had this trigger mm-hmm. someone did this and didn't like I felt anxious or whatever so what what we do is um we we I'll let you speak to that so the negative emotion and then I'll ask you about it, a positive emotion and then you'll tell me that and then I will then remove that negative emotion so it's like through physical touch so part of NLP is that is that I'm I'm going to use language and then I'm going to use physical touch to actually collapse it just like a masseuse would do. Yeah. <laughs> it sounded very much related yeah, to massaging yeah, for me. Yeah. All right, let's take a quick break and when we come back we'll just delve a little bit deeper and maybe you can give us some tools on how we can, you know, if we can't all come and see you, mm. what can we do on our own to try and get that deep breathing and reflection and husa and be okay. It is 20 minutes to 3. Call Ayanda now. now. 0891-104-207. All right, we continue our conversation on how you can have peace in the midst of the storm with everything that's going on in the country. How do you protect yourself from, you know, breaking down because of the emotional component of what's happening? How do you protect your peace? How do you make sure that, uh, you know, uh, you are okay through it all and it doesn't affect you and you don't snap you don't break you don't get triggered maybe it's not even something about national discourse maybe it's something that's going on in the home or the workplace how do you look after your sanity okay uh, now you spoke about something that I must be honest I'm not a fay with neurolinguistics I think you called it an NLP Buledi tell us a little bit about what it's about is it medical is it psychological is it uh, holistic healing what what is it about so nlp is actually psychological it was um developed it's basically a psychological method that was developed by a psychologist and a programmer and what they did is they went to different practices where the psychologists were having good success rates with their clients and they studied what methods were they using and then they basically compiled all those different methods that they were using to help their clients so it's a psychological uh, methodology mm-hmm. yeah and how did you come across it so i came across it because i was seeking to help people i'm from an it background and i just felt an ache to start helping people um and then i then inquired about life coaching and then when i did then i met someone who had studied psychology and then went on to study nlp and he's the person that actually introduced me to it and then yeah so i actually then went to an academy and did a short course on it to learn the techniques so that i can help my clients that i coach 
mm-hmm. yeah using mm-hmm. those techniques and are you finding that more and more people are becoming open to NLP or there's still still a lot of confusion around it as a healing method um so there is the, a lot of people are actually very open to it so um in a sense that at most of my clients would come from a psychology uh, maybe have been going through therapy and then um feel like look this it has worked up to so far now i need something a bit more practical um and this is maybe with goals they've got goals they want to achieve but they need someone to be accountable to so yeah so, so that's where i would then get in so people are open to it and i suppose maybe people are seeking to be heard mm-hmm. and seeking a place to speak without judgment so yeah yeah mm. you know i've i've found that a lot of people are carrying an enormous weight on their shoulders mm. you know and uh, those of us who are climbing the corporate ladder in our stilettos make it look so good on social media platforms but the weight of it all sometimes uh, finds an outlet in very destructive ways yeah. uh, a friend of mine was telling me that you know i they had to be admitted in hospital stress is a real thing burnout is a killer there's no outlet for them to really express what they're going through mm. and it just all adds up some end up resigning some yeah. end up resenting the work environment to the point where even when you just set foot in that building you know the weight of the world just lands that bam just on you you know and uh, so how do you identify the 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 most common triggers is it what happens at work is it what happens at home is it the you know bad news stories in the media that affect our psyche collectively what are some popular triggers popular triggers are definitely work because i mean you spend like 8 hours or 9 hours at work and if it's in an environment where it's not like friendly or your boss is this horrible person and you you know you do, you get anxious i mean i've had people who get anxious when they go to work because that person that they're reporting is 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 very mean or whatever so mm-hmm. i think most most of the triggers come from work and home So you hardly get anyone coming in and saying social media or newspaper news or oh. whatever. Yeah. Most of it it's from my dad is this type of a person and mm-hmm. is aggressive or is a narcissist and I don't know how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Or it's someone at work saying my boss is very mean and I don't know how to handle that environment or there's a lot of work. So I think it's the pressures of climbing the corporate ladder like you say that mm-hmm. I mean some companies if you do an 8 hour uh like if you do an 8 hour day it's not enough you have to maybe knock off at around 8 o'clock so and you some of us have kids and a family so you're juggling i think we're juggling too many things in fact we're juggling and every time i sit with a client i actually say what balls are you juggling let's see because maybe you you're going to drop one soon or you know mm-hmm. so so um So I think most of the pressures are definitely from the work front and from home and for home would be that maybe there is an unhealthy relationship with a partner or with your own parents or siblings or whatever so yeah 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 I think the juggling thing is actually 
I don't want to say problematic. I can't find the right word at the moment. Challenging. Yeah, challenging maybe is the right one. We did speak about some of us who have, you know, your your, your regular job and then you are entrepreneurial mm. in nature and you're venturing into this domain and you're stocking this and selling that, etc. You know, but what that does is that you're quite right. There are too many balls in the air uh, that you're juggling. One is bound to fall. Yeah. But what happens if the person is the problem? So they, they are not at peace. They are... Um, not, you know, whole in themselves and, and they're just really finding a lot of challenges in this life thing. Mm. But it's not necessarily others yeah. or triggers, mm. you know, mm. but the person is the problem. How do you uh, find a way to break that down to them? Okay, so as my, my approach is that a person is a whole being, so you've got the mind, body, spirit. So when when we deal with issues, if you come to me and you, you have issues or you just feel like I'm not um, doing this life thing properly and I don't know how to, then we have to look at how you're nurturing all the three spheres of your life, which is your mind, your body, and your spirit. Because for you to be a whole being, you need to be in a position where you're actually nurturing all those three areas mm-hmm. of your life. Mm-hmm. And and then the question becomes, what are you doing? Are you reading good books? Are you, you know, are you are you nurturing your spiritual side, which could be meditation, going to church or whatever, to just uplift you? Um, uh, are you exercising? Because one of the, I mean, exercise is a big thing, and mm-hmm. it's necessary. It's not even for losing weight. It's to just, you know, like you have to do it to just maintain your mental health being because when you exercise remember your dopamine hormones actually um, get secreted and those are your happy hormones so that's why there's people who exercise or when you're exercising you just feel better about yourself you just feel better like you walk into the office and you're much more energized it's because your hormones um, the dopamine hormones are actually Mm. being secreted when you exercise so firstly just exercise that's the first tool even if it's to just walk or just skip, like just do something. <laughs> I bet you know, yeah. Some of us who are <laughs> lazy, we're in trouble, boss. It's just not. It's not just our bodies that will be affected, but perhaps, perhaps you know, mental vitality. Mental health, yeah. Right, mm. right. We'll continue this conversation. Let's take a quick break. Back with more in just a moment. Life happens with Ayanda Ali Payne. All right, let's continue our conversation with holistic life coach, Buledi Muruasui. Uh, we spoke a little bit about exercise and how it plays a huge role in our mental vitality. So, just walk even just to the corner. And listen, I'm, I'm preaching to myself <laughs> as well here. But what are some of the other things that we should do just to make sure that we're okay? So, the other thing is, I mean in terms of uh, taking care of your mind is one exercise to watch what you you're reading what you're taking in in terms of content especially before you sleep because when you sleep you want to be in a position before you sleep to take in positive news or positive content so that's and hence some of the people would say that meditate before you sleep and on good affirmations and mm-hmm. and because when you sleep you go into your subconscious because that's that's when you sleep you basically rest and then you go into your subconscious so and that's where 
you create. So you don't want to then sleep in a bad mood or in a place where you're not feeling okay because then you're not going to sleep well. Mm. So And then you don't rest well. So one of the things that you can do to make sure that your mind is in a great space is to maybe just uh, make sure that you're reading a positive book or you are listening to something positive or just good opera or good music, nothing mm-hmm. negative basically. And then the other thing is that um, you have to then have a schedule. So make sure that you have a schedule so that you don't get um, anxious. Yeah. So so one of yeah so one of the reasons to make sure that you're woosad all the time mm-hmm. is to at least have an idea of where you'll be during the what day or day what yeah like. what your day looks like. Mm. It doesn't have to be like one hour after the other, but at least if you know that at this time I need to be here, then you don't you're not rushing through traffic or rushing through your day. So a schedule is very important, and I always um, break it down into saying you've got 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. That never changes. So you must decide how many hours do I want to sleep, and then if it's saying if you say six hours, then you're left with the rest. Then break it break down. It down. Break it down to yeah, yeah simply yeah. that yeah. it's not rocket science. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's the one part. And then if you when we move on to your um, and if you need to see someone, so one of the important things is that I believe that to see a psychologist or a professional is just finding a safe space to be able to actually. Um, speak about what you want or get your thoughts right because you can't do that with your family. We already judge you. We're like, ah, you can't be saying you want a business. You can't even, yeah. you know, <laughs> you can't even. Sometimes you know, even after the words have gotten out of your mouth, you're like, <laughs> exactly, you know? right? Yeah. Mm. Or you go there with your truth and they can't handle mm. it. So I would recommend that if you're feeling a bit overwhelmed and there is a place that you can go to speak to a professional, most companies have wellness centers and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's free. So go there, speak to someone um, just to get your headspace in the right place. Um, Mm. And then when you you saw your body, which is the second part, is um, exercising again Mm -hmm. to eating well. So... What what you eat is also highly highly important. Oh, Father, and a dietitian will speak to that in 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 a more precise manner. Or mm-hmm. yeah, but but watch what you eat. Eat more green. They say have a, a lot of green in your food and yeah. stuff. Yeah, but eat well, and um, uh, meditation. So meditation it's very important. So that speaks to your mind, spirit. And body, mm-hmm. basically. Meditation in the form of crossing my legs, closing my eyes and... Mm-hmm. <laughs> or meditation in terms of thinking. How would you describe it and what would you advise? So um, it could... I mean, if you want to go the hum, crossing legs way, great. But some people just sit in bed just for 10 minutes before mm-hmm. they sleep and actually just listen to soft music. So it doesn't have to be anything ooh-la-la. Uh, and um, you can also, some people do um, coloring, coloring a book because mm-hmm. you're intensely concentrating at that time and nothing is disturbing you. So you can just find, I mean, art to do or, yeah, or, or do the hum yeah. or you can just sit in bed for a few minutes before you sleep hmm. uh, or sit reboot in, yeah just reboot you know collect yeah. yourself and just say hmm mm, you know how yeah. did it go how are we yeah you know, take stock yeah and one of uh, i mean i have one 
day a month where it's very day for me i literally just don't, i don't get out of the house <gasps> to because i mean helping people takes a lot out of you mm. you know because i'm always pouring out and you take energy as you're helping the person if she said you feel it you know so i have one day where i put aside and i kick the kids out and i just yeah. sleep Yes. And I eat. That is so yeah. important. Yeah. Yeah. So I call it juve day. day. Yeah. I like juve day. <laughs> yeah. So for resting, we need to rest. You mm. need to rest. Yeah. Self-care is important. You know, also something that I really enjoyed about what you um what you spoke about in terms of breaking up your time and allocating the things that need to go where, how and you know why. Also learning to say no. Yep. Because you know there's sometimes when people can you ask you, "Oh, can you please do this?" and with all my heart, soul, mind and strength, I want to. Mm. God knows mm. I want to. Mm. But it is just not humanly possible for me to do it. Yeah. And when it then comes to crunch time and I see Guti, you know, I just can't. I feel even worse. Yeah. Because I could have told you in advance that I can't do this, but I try to make you feel better without giving you a no, you know, yeah. you know, by not giving you mm. a no. And now we land up in this mess where I'm forced to do it or either I can't do it. Either way, yeah. it just doesn't look yeah. good. And that's powerful because, yeah. and especially if you're finding, you know, sometimes you're just one of those people who are good at everything and people will come to you for advice or whatever and they just want to see you so you might just find yourself overstretching mm-hmm. oh yeah so don't do that it's important to actually learn to say no and actually say my self care is important and i think once you have the schedule then it becomes very very clear that you don't have time so don't don't overcommit basically yeah, yeah yeah very important i have absolutely loved this conversation i even forgot mm-hmm. it's my first day yes <laughs> the racing papa um it's been absolutely riveting is there one maybe two things we'll squeeze it that you would like to leave us with just to say, you know, as a final moment, this is what I would like to share. Yes, there is. It's a quote and I don't know who's the author. And it says, your mind will always believe everything you tell it. Feed it with faith, feed it with truth and feed it with love. To stay who sad. Let's say who sad. <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure being with you today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Aoi Ayanda. And I have loved spending the day with you. Thank you for allowing me to do life with you because, as you know, life happens. I'm going to leave you with a quote by Maya Angelou who says, My mission in life is not merely to survive, but to thrive and to do so with some passion, some compassion, some humor. And some style. Let's do it all again tomorrow. For now, life happens. Let it. I'm afraid of the dark, especially when I'm in a park and there's no one else around. I get the shivers. I don't want to see a ghost. It's a sight that I fear most. I'd rather have a piece of toast. Watch the evening news. Life for life. Oh, life. Oh, life. Do, 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 do. Life for life. Girl, I'm the worst in the world. Never walk under ladders. I keep a rabbit's tail. I'll take you up on a dare. Anytime, anywhere. Name the place, I'll be there. Bungee jumping, I don't care. My, oh my, oh my, oh life. Do, 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 life. 
I know I'm not the only one. Life indeed can be fun if you really want to. Time for the latest news. It's three o'clock. You wanna fly around the world in a beautiful balloon. 